discounts of like 68%. Uh, oh, let me share screen. Joe? Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, you Have you been talking to your buddy uh, Jerome Powell today? Yeah, Jay Powell and me. We were like just hanging last night at that um, midnight happy hour. Down well, there. it sure as fuck looks like uh, he did exactly what you said he would do. I just, you know, I mean, we, we cover both sides. We cover traditional finance and we also cover, um, you know, obviously crypto. And, you know, just in all the channels, it just seemed like there was so much, like I said, it seemed like there was so much overly concern about it and and whatever he would do would tank the U.S. markets. Um, you know, I just started feeling, like I said, that it was all our, most was already priced in, um, that, you know, he's not going to tank the markets. He's going to do enough right. to uh, give confidence that what's coming next. And I thought what was interesting is, you know, when we look at what happened last time when they tried to do this, it's not just the tapering. I mean, tapering is just buying the stuff. Right. You know, the, 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 the treasuries and the mortgage-backed securities. It's now the Fed has a balance sheet with, I don't know, trillions of dollars of these securities yep. that they have to sort of put back, take off the balance sheet soon. So last time they tried this, they were doing all three things. They, they killed the taper. They started, you know, sending those back out into the market and, um, and then started raising interest rates. So he didn't, nobody's saying anything about um, what's going to happen to the balance sheet yet. Uh, so I think what he's trying to do is let's get the tapering done and then let's price in some interest rate hikes. Um, see if everybody freaks out. Nobody freaked out. Obviously, Dow was up huge and NASDAQ was and S&P, everything was up and crypto was up. So I think yeah. he played it perfectly. Yeah. Um, now, what happens, you know, assuming everything holds together and the the overall economy, um, I, I think I think we have a sound plan going forward. But you know, yeah. things always change. Yeah. I think from uh, from our listeners' perspective and ours is that you know it didn't cascade into crypto, right? Um, you know, everything's been. I mean, I was looking a little bit yesterday and this morning, but it looked like everything was rallying um, in a pretty decent way, better than everybody expected. I mean, yeah, ETH's up nine point two percent. BTC 3.3. So uh, East now up 10%. But, uh, you know, it just made sense. And yeah. particularly like I talk about trading the opposite of the way I feel. When I see all of that doom and gloom, to me, it's like you got to go contrarian at that time, at that point, and, and, and make a call the other way just because it's just too much. Yeah. Um, because it starts sounding like everything's going to zero, and we know that's not going to happen. Um, at this point, just because there's too much institutional money in BTC and ETH and, you know, big 20 DeFi kind of things um, that, you know, has bans all around that. So they're not going to let it go to zero. Yep. Um, they're going to trade if they have to. But I'm waiting now. You know, I'm hoping for the big decoupling. Um, right. You know, so, you know, if people the fact that gold was down the last couple of days, I don't know what it's doing today, but um, heading into that news uh made me think that people who are concerned about inflation aren't going into gold right now yeah um, you know maybe they're going into crypto digital gold type stuff i don't know but it seems to me like that they're almost close to saying that crypto is that inflation hedge the institutional guys right um i think we think it is from day one but just because it's alt class um and it 
sort of has a different mechanic from sovereign currencies, of course. So, I mean, I think it is an inflation hedge myself, um, but we just don't want people like in the pandemic crash, what, March 2020? Um, right. God, it seems like 20 years ago, but um, <clears throat> it seems like it's been 20 years. How about that? <laughs> Since then, um, you know, it was everybody dumping crypto to cover stock margin calls or you know, everybody panicking and going to cash. And I think now everybody's kind of thinking that what's the point of going to cash? Right. Um, you know, you're you're going into real negative, real purchasing, but decreasing real purchasing power. And so we need to look for something else. I mean, and so gold would be the obvious choice for for that type of investor. But, you know, it didn't behave that way. So maybe they are leaning now more toward thinking that uh, crypto is that hedge they're all looking for. And they're um, if they're cashing out, they're cashing into crypto at that point. Yeah, um, that, that would probably explain yesterday's rise in the crypto side. Um, so obviously, we always want more and more and more. But I thought it was a good first step. Um, Absolutely. So I was no, happy about I, that. I'm pleased. I'm pleased with how everybody reacted. I'm pleased with where Bitcoin and Ethereum are. I mean, you know, Bitcoin's given back a little, but uh, Ethereum is still trying to go up. So I'm a happy camper and, uh, you know, it's good stuff. Well, we all love up only markets, you know, when you basically can pick <laughs> anything and it's all going up. But, you know, that's just because of uh, uh, so much capital flowing in. Yep. And coming through the cascade, either off of BTC sales or off of ETH sales or just new money in the market, um, just spreading it around and diversifying. But, you know, there really aren't like when you look at equities and, and, and things like that, you know, you're really trading on events that happen. Yep. Like they didn't hit a revenue projection number or the C-suite jet went down and took out the whole management. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not like Hooters and, you know, other ones like that. But, um, you know, in crypto, you don't have that. Everybody's trying to look for something. And so they look at on chain. They look at, you know, all the other types of, uh, you know, behavior around that in different exchanges. But at the end of the day, everybody's really still just guessing and they're going off chart patterns and real, you know, equity side uh, TA is not as much off chart patterns as, as a lot of these people think. Yeah. It's really about events and alpha and, and you call it what you want, but knowing something first. Yep. Um, so crypto's not quite there yet. Um, Cause we don't see what um, happens as far as, you know, a lot of these are generating revenue, you know, exactly. from platform fees and things like that, but we don't really see financial projections. We don't see if they're hitting growth targets. We just see, you know, certain metrics that are halfway there. Yeah. So I think once the crypto side matures more, you're going to get much more of that uh, traditional um, analysis where you're looking at events around the investment product versus um, a fractal, for example. Yeah. Um, but, you know, right now, since crypto's in an, I don't know, I don't want to say early, early well, I'm going to say early stage, um, maybe early, early to other people, you know, that stuff makes sense right now. And it does tend to drive uh, sentiment and interest because everyone is looking at the same stuff. And whether you're crypto quant, you know, material indicators, Kingfisher, Jarvis Labs, any of those, they all have subtle little takes on, on <clears throat> that kind of intel. 
and, you know, use it to make their calls. But, you know, they're never really stating a direction firmly. Um, they're still kind of hedging because at the end of the day, nobody really knows. Nobody knows. So whereas I nobody think people knows. do know in equities um, because, you know, the management teams and ownership teams are interwoven into the wealth management practices and the banks. So, you know, they do, you know, get information. There is an information asymmetry there that the retail um, or consumer doesn't get access to unless they're running their money for them. So all in all, I think very um, good news yesterday, um, good moves in crypto. So I think we're on that um, trajectory that we want. Cool. Is my feel. Just my uh, opinion, of course. Uh, I, I need I, that uh, disclaimer up, buddy. I'm, it'll be back up in a second. Okay. So right. I just wanted to note one thing. Didn't have time to create this. Just created this in Canva while you were talking. Okay. Uh, but there's something we should note that uh, today is our 50th episode, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. 5-0, baby. <laughs> Can you believe we've fucking done 50 of these? You know, it doesn't seem like it. Um, it does some ways, but in other ways, because it doesn't really seem like work. Yeah, you're right. To a certain extent. It's kind of because, you know, we don't really script stuff coming in. We just sort of talk and banter like we do normally. Um, yeah. So it, it's it, it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, look, we don't anybody misunderstand. We do a lot of work thinking and planning and working yeah. through some ideas. But like today, we're totally unprepared. So well, yeah, but no, but I, I agree with that. But like, like you just said, in the first part of your statement, you know, it's the 14 phone calls I've had today before this show. Yeah, talking to different people oh. um, about exactly. Projects and, and yep. you know, and you get assessments from everybody all day. And so when we do the show, it's more of a synthesis of, you know, a lot of thought leaders and you know, what they have to say. And, and, you know, that's what good analysts do is they look at a lot of raw Intel and they form it into actionable Intel that you can do something with. Yeah. And so that's what we're, I think is cool is in our chatting and bantering or whatever, we're actually presenting synthesized opinions um, based upon a whole host of other people's opinions and putting into our framework and our experiences and yeah. you know, our history of yep. this type of stuff. So, but yeah, you're right. Today, I, I said to, I said to you when we started. I said I got nothing. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, maybe we ought to tee up some of those ones that people have been sending us. And and you know, then you do a quick search and you see like two yep. good things. Like I saw the CFTC has got a new person coming in. Um, you know, so that SEC CFTC land grab is still underway. You know, who's going to do what? Yep. Um, I don't know who the person is. I, I just saw this like ten minutes ago. So. Um, it, you know, means that, you know, everybody's getting serious here about yeah. how do you regulate it? Um, so, yeah. you know, I thought that was interesting um, and, and plenty of other stuff out there. I like all the alts rising, you know, Maddox chugging, AVAX is chugging, Solana's going. Yep. They're all moving. So, um, you know, all that's good. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, real quick, my episode with Genomes Dow is up and live on the tube and uh, in the podcast feed. And I got to tell you, these guys were masters of explaining how their model works, 
how they're decentralizing DNA privacy and selling your DNA. This is a multi-billion dollar industry. They're building a really cool DAO around this. They've got most of the infrastructure. I think they've, they've got almost everything live and ready to go. Um, they just did a raise on on Sushi on the Miso platform and made some, some ka-ching. They got a dual token thing going on. Really impressive group. Um, really, really impressive. These guys are from, two of the guys are from the genetics industry. Um, another guy is uh, has a huge amount of data company experiences, and um, it's just it's a, it's a really impressive team. And the and the interview, what I was so impressed with was how well the three of them explained this complex. You and I have experience in this narrative, right? But but how well they explained this really complex uh, topic and they did a beautiful job. So highly recommend if you give a damn about data privacy, the most, probably the most important data you own is your genetic data. And um, these guys are making it. So not only can you secure it for whomever you decide needs to have access to it, doctors, whomever, but you can also anonymize it and make money from it for research studies, as well as getting all the little cutesy 23andMe shit you get. So um, really, um, really impressive team. I'm, I'm excited about this project. You know, that's interesting because I haven't really looked at them at all. And, you know, we both, as you said, have experience in the space um, and the data privacy side. But, you know, one of the things that kind of came out in my post-encryption um, uh, activities in the genomic space. You know, I was talking to Luna and Nebula and all, and Shavom and all those uh, big players there. Um, is that there's another issue when you um, uh, it's having to um, verify that you're thank you that you're the one um, actually submitting the DNA sample because there's another problem where you know people will send in samples for other people to uh. get their uh, right. sequence information. Cause you can, I mean, you know, with all the behavioral stuff out there and you yeah. know, think about how many people are on antidepressants and all of this stuff. I mean, you can manipulate people if you have that data. Of course. Of and there's course. a gene that basically there's a test. There's a, a called the affair gene, which, you know, people with this one gene are, are like dramatically more likely to cheat on their partners. And huh. so people are getting, I that. didn't know about that one. Yeah. So people Joe, have like, you had that removed? Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I genetically re-engineered myself. Yes. Um, so nobody can detect it. It's buried <laughs> under, you know, my Mr. Nice guy gene. Um, so uh, just kidding, of course. Um, but, you know, there's a so, you know, because when you're if you're going to go do anonymous. OK, so how are you? Who's sequencing it? Um, let's say 23 and me or maybe they have another partner. Um, so then how do you pay for it? You know, credit card. Well, boom, there you go. It's not anonymous anymore. Um, it can they can trace it back to you. So um, and at the same time, you kind of don't want it to be anonymous when you uh, submit because there's you know, you don't want people submitting data on other people um, without their permission. So there's so many issues in this space. But I think starting what's different from, like, say, encryption and this I think they were built on multi-chain or something like that, right? Encryption. Yeah, I mean, they they have a really awesome model for the data uh, uh, encryption. Data is not going on chain. Um, they're using this uh, massive encryption vault system from AMD. Um, and 
Um, I lost my train of thought for what you no, were No, no. And yeah, it's more like the, the blockchain application and encryption is more about the transactions to verify who is selling what to whom and this and that. And the money. It's, right. It's not where the D DNA data sits. I mean, you can't store it on chain because it's, it's like, too big. It's like half a terabyte now, I think, these whole genome sequences. I mean, they're yeah. giant. So you have to keep that in some kind of database and then query the database. Um, so it's very hard to do pure decentralized. But what I like about what these guys are sounds like they're doing with the DAO concept is that they must be pinging into a database somewhere too, um, or it's going straight into the, you know, maybe people are storing it on their own devices and it's hitting that, you know, USB no, they stick. have a, they have a full storage system. Um, encrypted storage system handles massive amounts of data. They've priced it into the model on their raise and how much they're charging for data. They have it all built in. They're going to completely decentralize governance and every aspect of the DAO. Like the community will decide, you know, partners will decide, pricing will decide, all aspects of the system. So um, they're cool. they're going like. full blown decentralized, um, anonymous storage data, anonymously stored encrypted data. Just really, anyway. What's their token? Uh, they have two tokens. Why you do that to me? Sorry, so, buddy. I just, you know, you're getting me rolling on this. It's a two-token so. system, Gene and Genome. That's right, Gene. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. You know, yeah. after uh, Genome's DAO. All right. Yeah. Well, very, yeah. very oh, impressive yeah. group. 0. 0.00625241 cents per uh, per token. And it looks Total like their staking is live. Let me see. Total supply of a billion... 270 million out so you've got some um you know future i don't know how the token gets distributed but you might have some uh you know dilution going forward but 14 yeah. days down 44.3 but up 10 percent the last 24 hours so let's look at volume look at this staking uh, apys not bad 202 percent uh on their website okay it's only on sushi right now. 202.1% APY for Gene ETH and 108% for uh, Genome ETH. Well, I might have to talk to these guys. They're That's really, uh, really great guys. Just impressive. Well, I mean, and if any of the listeners doubt how important this is, you just need to know two things. One, um, you know, when we were really pushing these messages a couple of years ago, you know, you, you learned first that, you know, 23andMe's whole model is based on you not checking the opt out button or yeah. the box because yeah. they resell the data. And you're you know, paying them. You're paying them to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Exactly. You're paying them 99 bucks for them to take your data and sell it to Big Pharma and they keep all the money. They're not paying you. So they bank on the, the thing that you just want the information Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why you see the price dropping for their secrets. Yep. If they make more money, they can almost give that shit away and make a ton of money. But exactly. so now what's happened there um, with them? Okay, Richard Branson and his SPAC, I mean, they're they're taking it public. So they're, they're going to privatize all of that um, and, you know, monetize it. And the other one I did a lot of work with was in Ancestry.com. I was in there meeting with them a couple of years ago because they were they have a very good um, uh, underrepresented population of DNA. So uh -huh. you know, a lot of people did the ancestry stuff here, but they've got 
a lot of cool data from um, areas that there's not a lot of data, you know, right. third world indigenous populations, specific countries. Um, so it's very intriguing. Well, you know, because we were talking about um, pulling it into another project that was kind of building avatars based upon DNA profiles to use for like, you know, clinical research, virtual clinical research, things like that. Right. And, you know, never, you know, we got the talks, but, you know, because they didn't want to hold the data anymore. Right. They wanted, Disney wanted to get rid of that because they were like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> get rid of this. So, so who bought it? Who do you think bought it? I don't know. Blackstone. There you and go. With uh, <laughs> two of the Singaporean sovereign funds. I believe right. EIC was in there and maybe Tamasek. But um, so they own all the ancestry data now. And what are they doing with it? You know, they're data mining it. They're doing all kinds of things. They're selling it. So big, big money is trying to buy this data and get control of it. When it Well, yeah. Be- and look, here's here's the thing that they talked about they said what if facebook got their hands on your dna data yeah now they know your anxiety triggers they know any diseases that you're potentially going to have right now they merge that with your own personal data please they they've got you locked in um the other the the other interesting thing this model solves which is i we talked about in the in the interview is that you go to the doctor for let's the, the example that that um Mark gave the the chief scientist for the company. Um, you go to the doctor. Let's say your your wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer, right? And they do a full genetic run to see you know what other things may be impacting it, um, um, drug efficacy stuff, all kinds of stuff, right? Well, then five years later, you go to another doctor, and he wants to check something because he's worried about something he sees not related to that. And guess what? He's going to run it again. So now there's two copies of your DNA running around somewhere being utilized by somebody, whomever wants to, and has your health history tied to it. And there's no, there's no control of it. Well, with this, you do it once you have it, you have it stored, you give your health professional access to it. And it doesn't go into like, you know, um, a full database. They do the search on on chain and pull up the relevant things that they're trying to see. And you don't have to run your DNA more than once. He um, Aldo, one of the the CEO, said he went. He was having a baby. They were having a baby, and they were running the you know the tests they run before the mother gives birth to see if there's any deformities or other issues, and they puncture your stomach and everything. Well, they run a full genetic screen on the baby. Well, that baby doesn't need another genetic screen right? Unless there's some, you know, weird thing that happens, I guess, later. But um, the nurse asked him, do you want to donate the data to charity? And he's like, well, what charity? She didn't know. The document didn't say. I said, well, yeah, what it is, is a pharmaceutical that set up a charity and you're signing over your rights to your genetics and to your daughter's DNA or an insurance company or whatever. And now the data, you freely given the rights to that data to be used, to be sold, to do whatever, you know? So Mm -hmm. he was like, uh, no. Yeah. (laughs) CEO of a genetics company. You know, it's, it's interesting because two things. One was working with another group out of Nashville a few years ago. And, 
And what they were doing is going around to the, you know, small, medium-sized hospitals, the regional stuff, rural hospitals who have no money right now. Right. They're, all, they're all tapped. And they were coming in, buying up all of the data, all of the test samples, everything they had. And they were running their own sequences on the test data from uh, tests that were biological materials provided, you know, in the past. So yeah. they're able to link the DNA with the person because they have access to that data too. And then once you have that, you brought up a really interesting point. It was the one about um, how the Facebook scenario. So think about it. No, it's insurance companies is what caught me. So look, insurance companies, this is what they want. They want this data because then they can underwrite you right. more profitably, which means yeah. anybody that's got any kind of a, just think Gattaca. If you haven't watched that movie, go watch Gattaca if you want to see where this goes um, in, in the dystopian. I don't thing. think I've ever seen it. You've never seen Gattaca? I don't oh, think so. Dude, you watch that one today. That's my stream. I may have seen it. I may have just been really stoned. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of a stone movie, but um, yeah. But uh, I would say that about ninety percent of the movies I saw in up until a good 15, 10, 15 years ago, fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding, everyone. Um, I probably oh, need okay. to resee about you know two or three hundred movies. Yeah, like heavy metal. Remember that one? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, look, that data in the insurance company's hands is a friggin' nightmare. And yeah. you don't think that like the Branson SPAC's gonna sell it to insurance companies or license it or like you don't think Blackstone's gonna do it? I mean, right. Blackstone's got this huge effort going on in healthcare with everything related to healthcare. Um, and you know, that's data that if you're an insurer or you're a anybody, you're gonna kind of want that data. And there's no yep. protections against it, you know, IDing and things like that. And then um, you know, it's one other thing that's 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 kind of interesting is that they're you also have to understand that this is the foundation of what we call personalized medicine. And it's sort of in line with what you said about the breast cancer example. But, you know, uh, most drugs do not fit all. So that's why you have adverse reactions and, you know, all kinds of things, because they're just trying to figure out something that's going to have some level of efficacy across the entire population. But in reality, right. it should be kind of custom designed like a cocktail for everyone. So, you know, Goldman Sachs put out a report a year or two ago, um, which talked about the personalized medicine space. And they're forecasting it to be something like a $30 trillion market in 2040 or 2035. So, you know, any plays in this space right now, you really are getting in at the ground level. Yeah. And, you know, this one, at this uh, genomes guy, I got to dig, I'm going to dig more into this. I'd like to chat with them too, to be honest. Um, I actually just tried to get him on, but they're in the middle of their weekly Dow meeting. He said next time. So okay. we can get him on the show. He'll be happy to. Cool. Because, uh, you know, this was kind of the, you know, encryption's done a lot of great things and they've survived. And I've actually been really impressed because none of the other groups have. Luna didn't. Luna DNA, which is Illumina's sub. Yeah. Nebula Genomics, which is George Church, you know, PhD, Harvard, fuck, genius dude. I've talked to him a couple of times. And Dennis Gershom, I think, was his AI dude, who's just, you know, quite introverted, but just friggin' genius. And then right. Shavom, which was Alex Schumacher's play out of Europe. You know, those guys were all, I don't know if that site's even up still, but um, they had to get a really good white paper on blockchain and genomics. If it's still there, I might have it um, somewhere laying around, but um, really gives everybody a good background. But all those ones failed and went out um, for various reasons. Um, but encryption hung in there. 
And, you know, now they got that and they're being acquired by indigenous, which is sequencing a ton of African DNA in the, this Q1 coming up. So they're going to have a repository on their their blockchain or you know, excuse me, being monetized with their blockchain technology that is going to have something unique that's not in the market right now. I mean, everything, yeah. of course, is all North European, predominantly white genomes um, in, in these platforms. But someone bringing in a ton of African genomes into a platform, that's that is going to be a home run. And yeah. I would bet there is some kind of partnership between these two that um, that would be very intriguing uh, to pull together, um, because I think the DAO is the better way to go. Totally. Um, it makes complete sense, because then you don't have to. I mean, then you're letting people decide as a community to do it. Right. And yeah. so it, it just makes total sense. It makes total sense. I, 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 I love this model. I love all the things that can be created around it. Like all of those things that you do on 23andMe, like I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again real quick. Um, the, you know, I, I've been terrified of heights my entire life. Right. And I'm, I'm even worse now that I have children. Like if I'm, I see my children up someplace high and I go with them, I'm terrified. And I've spent a lot of time trying to combat it, like forcing myself to go up to high places, look over, you know, et cetera. Nothing really ever worked. Uh, you know, I got a notification from 23andMe that I actually have uh, a, in my genes, I have this thing that makes me, when I'm up high, rather than using what's around me for gauging my balance, it makes me look down to the ground in a farther distance to gauge my balance. That's why my fear of heights is actually about tripping and falling or not keeping my balance. That's what I'm always imagining in my head. So there's all kinds of useful things that yeah. we can find in our in our genetics. And there's all kinds of interesting things, the ancestry, the, all of that shit. Well, there's going to be an ecosystem around their platform of people developing applications for utilizing your DNA. And um, I, I think it's just powerful. I think it's um, a really cool model and a DAO makes total sense from that perspective as well. I mean, because now you can have a marketplace where um, uh, people are developing apps that you allow them, you know, you allow the app to access your data and give you information. So um, just lots of lots of really cool potential. I, like I said, really impressed with the team. Just really, really, I have never, um, I've done uh, 30 plus interviews now on the podcast with DeFi founders, and I've had a few that were awesome at explaining things. Um, these guys were like, I don't, I don't know. I felt like it was off the cuff, but it was so well done that it might as well have been a scripted show. Like it was that, it was that good. So. Yeah. And you know, that's a decent price for whole genome sequencing too. Um, yeah. Well, you know, and they was, said that's going to go to zero. Like, yeah, the, no, it will. It will. They, they said we're not more than probably two years away from zero. I think the next generation of aluminum machines takes the cost way down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that's kind of the bot, you know, Lumina is the, the mega player in the space. Um, you know, they don't, yep. they don't have other than Luna DNA, which they kind of, they were going to do a token offering, but then did not and they tried to do a crowdfunding and it just, you know, it was a, they were trying to, you know, fit into the regulatory landscape. Um, and, but being a public bazillion dollar company on top of it, 
you know, the board was, is, is not going to allow any risk to stock. Yeah. Price. So, yeah. So they had to, and, and I can't remember the gals, there's a, excuse me, the woman's name who runs it was super cool. Um, uh, like an outdoors, where was she? She was from New England, but she was out in San Diego. It seemed like an outdoorsy person who surfed and everything. Dawn, Dawn something. Super <laughs> awesome uh, leader. Uh, but, you know, the point is that this is the next wave of this. And, yep. you know, I'm going to dig in deep on these guys. But By the um, way, they were in the consensus incubator. Oh, they... Oh, yeah. remember David, the CEO of Encryption, was over at Consensus for a while. Yeah, as an advisor, their ethics advisor, and um, in their health because they re they went to a vertical orientation a year or so ago. And another uh, woman that I know, Heather Flannery, she was running it then and brought David in because it, um, you know, because his back, he's a lawyer by training and um, ethicist, bioethicist. So these guys came out of there. That's interesting because I was talking a lot to them about the other projects, the Avatar right. projects. And um, and I think I remember one of the guys talking about these guys. But yeah, so out of consensus, that's solid. That's you know? very solid. Like I so. said, just, just top-notch people, so impressed with everything they're doing, um, you know, and they're, you know, they're ready to roll. They're ready to rock on it. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, you know, well, they're. Yeah. And the price, guys. I mean, 0. 0.006 yeah. uh, per per token, fully diluted valuation, which is assuming you know the full full emission of a billion tokens is only six point two million. Right. So you know, but this is you know this is not a tradable one. This is something where you just this is one you got to like sit on for three years in my yeah. Mind. I mean, look, this is a public good. Right. This is something solving a massive problem, a massive, massive problem. The other thing we talked about is, look, independent researchers can't get this data. Like during COVID, one of the things I followed a lot during COVID was the amount of decentralized healthcare that blew up out of COVID. People doing research work, people doing analysis, people doing genetic, uh, looking at the genetics of, of COVID. And I was so impressed with how many people came out of the woodwork. We need to encourage decentralized medicine. We need to encourage decentralized research. And this is something that does it because now it makes the data accessible to the really brilliant people who aren't necessarily wanting to work at, you know, big pharma, but they have ideas that they want to pursue. And we need to make it so it doesn't take billions of dollars to pursue new drugs when, when genetic data is the limitation right? And if we allow big pharmaceutical companies to buy up all the genetic data and have a lock on it for um, the research we all want done, then then these independent researchers will never get it. This is another reason this is so powerful. I mean, just the number of benefits across the board, your privacy, earn money, independent research, um, anonymizing data, all of these things combined, and tokens and staking, all of these things combined is a project, um, you know, I really want to be involved in. So, yeah, and the beauty of it is you get to feel good about it. You get to get your own data. It's just smart. Well, and also it's only been out. It looks like 14 days. Yeah, yeah, no, they so, just did their sale. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, and you're getting it at a 44% discount right now from the exactly. sale price. So 44.3. So to me, that's, you know, this is the kind of things that, you know, and we know this space. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And I know where this space we is spent, going. We spent, we spent a lot of our life in this. Well, not a lot, but I mean, we, what was a year and a half I did and you were yeah, more. I was a couple of years. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But I would have a background in life sciences too, back from, you know, the human genome project in the, you know, early aughts. And, right. um, and then, you know, with com gene and all the stuff we were doing there, uh, and I've all, you know, genomic DNA data is just like data. It's just, instead of being binary, yeah. it's got four, four, yep. four values. So it's, you know, I always do a lot of analogs or analogies with software and, and DNA or code and DNA. It's almost the same thing. So, yeah, well, look, I mean, we have a vaccine because of genetics, right? And we have, um, amazing new cancer and other cures coming from genetics research. So we're in, we're entering a new era of um, really powerful and amazing capabilities. You know, one of the things I follow a lot, uh, oh, what's the doctor's name? Book is called Lifespan. Um, there's a new, there's a whole series of doctors now who believe, who treat aging like a disease. Yeah. And their entire mission is to figure out the genetics, the life changes, the 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 supplemental stuff, and these are serious researchers. These aren't these aren't you know fly by night guys, and they are doing research to extend life and to treat aging like a disease because all of the things that happen in our body to cause us when we get older to not think as well and not walk as well, these are all deteriorating things. And then when you add into that all of the um, parts of the body we're now able to reproduce synthetically, you know, there's a lot of potential that my children's lifespan will increase to 120, 130 years and not feel like they're 120 to 130 years old. I mean, there are some real data and potential research happening. So there, this, this space has massive impacts in so many ways for all of us. Uh, well, and so I, I, I think it's really important. Yeah. And, and finally, um, you know, one of the things that I remember, of course, it's all coming back to me as we talk, um, is that, you know, it's the, it's the whole genome. A lot of like 23andMe is not a whole genome sequence. It's a SNP, which is like, I think less than it's less than 2% or less than 0.02. I, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, think about um, all the shit you get out of that. Yeah. But, you know, most of 68% of our DNA is the same as an earthworm. Oh, so, interesting. I know, never knew that. Yeah, so really the amount of DNA or genetic data that really um, uh, can be used to, to enhance the organism or treat the organism is, you know, smaller and smaller when you add other species into the mix too. So when whole genome sequencing goes to zero cost or very low cost, what the angle is that you get sequenced constantly. You don't just sit on one because what you want to oh. find is when a mutation occurs. Oh, so, so that you have this constant comparison going on. That's type, interesting. Type two. Exactly. So type two diabetes, there's like three or four genes that fire 10 years before you ever manifest a symptom. And so over time, if we're studying everybody over a certain amount of time and say, okay, that person then got diabetes. Let's look back. Oh yeah. 10 years ago, you know, this gene fired on and this one fired off or multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, uh, any of the things that, uh, come in, um, over the course of life and regular stuff too. I mean, right. you know, hey, Joe, sorry. So let me interrupt go. you one second. No yeah. trading edge said happy 50th episode gents, but he has to run. And I just wanted to acknowledge him real quick. So hey, thanks, thanks man. Buddy. And he said, Gattaca is a great move. Oh, yeah. no, he didn't say he had to leave. Never mind. He just oh. said Gattaca, good movie. I yeah, thought he no, said Gotta Run. It out. 
because Never mind. you can see how bad Sorry. it could be. That's okay. So, I thought he was dropping. Go ahead. So these like gen, uh, uh, genomes Dow, you know, if this database keeps expanding and so each person has, you know, snapshots every day, week, month, whatever, over time, and then they get sick, you'll be able to come back and see, oh, why did they get sick and when did they get sick? So what that means then- Or you could alert on the mutation, right? When it happens, exactly. And then you'd be like, oh shit, dude, you know, if you don't, what have you been doing? Oh, drinking and smoking and partying and all that. Well, dude, if you keep that up, you know, you're gonna have diabetes in 10 years. So, you know, you alter your behavior. Yeah. You know, you, you tone it down a little bit, you get rest, you take your vitamins, whatever, you know, whatever the, the treatments are. So it's going to allow us to preemptively attack disease before it manifests, manifests itself in our biological system. Yeah. And that that's what to me is the most. And that's what Goldman Sachs is talking about with the personalized medicine space is when it gets to that level. You know, if you look at like Moore's law or you look at um, there was another law we coined for Illumina, which was Jay's law, who was the legendary CEO of Illumina where it just showed how the cost of sequencing was going down faster than Moore's law in you know, uh -huh. data processing. So you can see somewhere out there, five, 10 years, three, I don't know, there's gonna be this inflection point where all of a sudden the ability to generate se whole genome sequencing data is gonna be so fast and so cheap combined with the enhanced processing power out there that we'll be able to really um, build these forecasting models uh, based upon changes in environmental type conditions that cause mutations. So nice. Um, again, I could talk about this one. For yeah, you know, I know we could. And, I, you know, uh, uh, I just got word that a lot of the folks on uh, at Genomes Dow and from uh, some from Creator Dow are, are watching in today. So, hey, folks, love you guys. Hey, excellent. Um, but we're going to get we're going to get Mark and, and the rest of the Aldo and those guys and see if we can get a couple or one of them on on to talk more, because I know you could love to pick their brains, but you know, look, public good, solid for me personally, not financial advice, solid investment. Um, I'm, I'm going to go in. Um, I love the staking right now. Yeah. Um, solving a lot of problems, decentralized, just so many opportunities here, an opportunity to make money uh, with your own genetic data, an opportunity to stay um, up to speed with what you need and a way to protect your privacy. So uh, all in all, I'm just, uh, I, like I said, I was thoroughly impressed with the guys. Just, yeah. just awesome team. Awesome well, team. Think about this too. Um, you know, I remember there was, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a company in the Silicon Palo Alto or something that I met and they were forming groups around like people that had diseases and they had like, say you had Parkinson's or you had, you know, any dementia, some type of dementia or you had you know, anything that they could track. They had groups of people that had diseases. They were whole genome sequencing them. Right. And so at that point to see what the profile is uh, when someone has those diseases to, to do the back end that now you're going to take the healthy people, track them all the way through. And then if any get sick that have these certain uh, precursors. Um, oh, trading edge is in gene right now. Good. Uh, long term. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. You know, we have so many brilliant. I, I love the people that watch this show. Yeah. So my interactions with them are phenomenal. So with Genomes Dow, look, it could be the hub and all these other plays are a spoke. And then all the data gets deposited and this becomes the repository because this is the counter to the 23andMe, the counter to, and I'm not trying to pick on Blackstone because I've 
done work with them in the past, but um, you know, the people that want to really privatize this stuff in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you look at any of those plays or even Rick white, good buddy of ours out in uh, Carlsbad who um, had the avatar projects where, you know, he could basically take a sequence and using some, you know, other uh, technology that I guess Hollywood uses for, for movies and creating these digital avatars, you could actually create a representation The I guess it's the phenotypical uh, representation of the gene sequence in an avatar, which I think would be another cool uh, yeah. partnership for these guys. So yeah, let's yeah, get them on. Awesome. Let's talk because I've yeah. got 20 ideas. Let's see if for we, you guys. Okay, cool. And we'll get some partners, partnerships set up for them. Yeah. They, like I said, they're, they're, they're going to run this thing beautifully. I, I'm excited about this project. I really uh, was fired up after I interviewed them and uh, finally got this episode out uh, right. last night and this morning. So awesome stuff. Thanks for, thanks for watching all of you folks that joined us uh, from, I put a link to the YouTube video for my interview um, in um, the YouTube comments. Uh, you can also watch, uh, listen in the podcast, just uh, search on mission DeFi in your favorite podcast app. Or uh, you can go to bit.ly forward slash mdgenome. Uh, that's the bit.ly link that takes you to the anchor.fm page with the podcast. This podcast and the Mission DeFi podcast are in the same stream. So uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Okay. So we got another one. Um, like, is it no, no horns, no tail has said. It's looking at the Firebird Finance. That's getting ready to I've looked at this on. previously. Um, yeah, I think maybe it was another Firebird that I was looking at. Is it? Uh, thanks, no harms, no tail. Is it? Um, is it? Uh, it's Phantom. Fire. Uh, Firebird dot, dot finance. finance. Yeah. Okay. Let's so we got a little look. video here. What do we got? Well, you know what? While we're pulling that up, take a look at that, Joe. I'm going to talk a second about LifeDAO. Somebody suggested we take yeah. a look at this. Okay, yes. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my mini rant, which I always do. Uh, it's actually connected me with a lot of people in crypto when I do it on Twitter. Please, people, this is not a homepage. If people don't know what the hell your purpose is, this is not a homepage. I mean, this is not hard. It's JavaScript. The first time I visit your website, explain what the fuck LifeDAO is. I'm sorry. I'm just I, I just I don't get it. I I don't understand why you want to make me go read your documents just to give me a little bit of a pitch. Now, I get it. Two point, is that trillion? It's, yeah. I think it's two, two point, trillion. Two, no, two there's point, two lines. There's two lines, dude. Look, oh, that's the whole number. Me. Okay. So maybe we're not serious here. But in general, this happens on a lot of projects, right? That's... <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can't believe I have that loaded up, dude. That's fucking silly. I, I yeah, look. It, <laughs> we gotta put. Wait, what do I got in that wallet? What is this? Is this Phantom or Avalanche? This is. Uh, I think it's Avalanche. Oh, I am. Yeah. What I mean, because like what a hundred bucks should be like uh, four million inside of a week, right? No, no. Look, <laughs> you can bond with Mim at a sixty-eight point six one percent discount. Okay, look at the bonding on the left side of that. Yeah, hold on. Um, I mean, if you're gonna go in and you know take a flyer, I mean that's. That's where you do it. Um, oh, wrong network. I'm, I'm over on Firebird. I'm like, I'm figuring this out real quick. Yeah, I take a look at Firebird it, for me. And so when you when you I'm see gonna, Firebird compared to LifeDAO, you're gonna say, oh, okay, this is what you want to see. If you talk, about awesome, it, awesome. Like they explain what the hell they're about. Yeah. Um, like, got lots holy of shit, you're right. Sixty-two 
46 for single staking men. 46.57% to single stake men. Is that live? What the fuck? Okay, yeah. this this just well, it's Dennis good, recommended this to us, but it certainly feels like like it's got rug written all over it with that mem deposit rate. Um, you mean the bonding? Or I'm I mean, I'm not accusing them, please, people. I don't think it is a rug, but when I see single staking for a stable coin with a what's the discount on that? Forty six point five. I think you're looking at the bonding, aren't you? Yeah. So that's basically, you can come in and buy the token if you buy with mim you get that 64 percent discount so what you see is like yeah. is priced at 112 you're getting it for 76 instead um and you're getting it looks like a 46 percent roi in five days i don't see the yeah but here's the here's the Go thing ahead. if i'm staking mim and giving that to them which is what i'm doing right to buy these tokens to buy yeah, the life you're putting token. in the treasury yeah yeah I, it's 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 just kind of an outrageous rate. Well, and and then of course there's that. Well, hey man, hey Mr. Snowdog, come on, come on. You can't this pick is... on life down <laughs> <laughs> just because they're. I mean, I, again, what is this? this is Do I have millions, anything left in my avalanche millions, wallet? Trillions, Hold on. Quadrillions, quintillions. I don't know what wallet. six is, but we're at the seven level. Um, quintillion. Sicilian, Satilian, I don't know. It looks like it's two. I'm just making up fucking Latin Greek roots trying to figure it out. But it looks like it's two Satilians, maybe. Holy um, shit. But, you know, so I don't get how that's only 50% for five days. It would seem like that would be more like a million. You know? Yeah. If you divide two Satilians by 365, <laughs> um, that's going to be a daily rate of, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's going to well, be a yeah, big how number. could it only be 102% in five days? This math doesn't work. But, you know, so you keep Wait a minute. What's on. what's what's that per day? 20 20.25%. 20. I don't know. Divide 7 20.25 20. times 365. I it doesn't work that way though. It's compounding, so I don't know, but Yeah, but at the same time, it's That would only be well, no. This math does not work. Well, let's yeah, but a lot of the math doesn't work. <laughs> these things. I mean, I'm always going. Wait, what? Um, okay, so I'm I'm on Firebird right now. This actually looks pretty interesting. We got. Oh, audited. let me pull it up. So first screen audited by Hack and Certic Peck Shield right there. Oh, and they start with a video. And they got that cool video. I was starting to play it, but it was kind of want to see more. We got some swaps. We got a profit sharing model. We got all the community links. You know, Twitter, Telegram. He said. Discord. Did I tell you this already? No harm, no tell. Said it originally launched on Polygon for uh, Firebird. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool too. And they, okay, so what do we have? We got FTM. Oh yeah, we got all the chains. We got Binance, Kronos, Avalanche, Iotex, Moon River, KuCoin, Cro Polygon, Phantom. Wow, this is an over-the-top video, dude. But evil yeah, laid I its hands on Cryptoland. No, I see. I like that because it's to tell you that it's going to GameFi or something. So I don't know. It's fun migration. But see, this is what you want to see in a first look. You don't want to see a, a hyperlinked or a link to the docs. No, that's the only you want to people to at least give me something. At least here, I'm giving something to grab hold on. 
but it says it. Okay, so we got. I love oh. this video. This is freaking awesome. Total volume, all chains, four billion. What? At the most desperate moment, a glorious sight was seen. Firebird rose from the ashes of ruin with a bright burst of light of hope and joy. <laughs> That's what we want, man. Right, I fucking so love it. We got some like vaulting at 982% APY. Um, there's not, I don't see a lot of deposits here. I'm only looking at Phantom right now, so it's not. I'm going to switch over to Polygon and see what it looks like there, real quick. Because that might, since it started there, that's probably where all the big action is. Um, I love the over-the-top video, dude. I I'm in love with this. Okay, so uh, Firebird Vaults are audited by Certic and ongoing by DeFi Yield.app. This ohm fork, right? Is it an ohm fork? Oh, no. It's not an ohm fork. It kind of has a look and feel more like a cross between like Blizzard Finance and Crystal. You know, it, it sort of has a lot of other or Grim or something. It's got a lot of these other cool LP vaults. So it's like a Dex slash Yield Farm slash Pool is what it is. Yeah, this is kind of a pancake slash Define Sushi clone fork. Yeah, because you got swaps here. Um, I love their attention to design and branding, though. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to dig in more on this just because. Yeah, this looks on? fun. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, no horns, no tail says Dex aggregator. Okay, good. Yeah. Now we, oh, somebody, okay. Somebody, so, somebody explained it. So doesn't um, Paraswap does a lot of. Uh, Dex aggregating, right? Or yeah, because you're coming across multiple dexes to get to get exits, so they pull from all of them. Yeah, no, this is this is a really cool space to me because it also kind of gets into that cross chain liquidity. Um, yeah, you know, all of those pieces. Where we're always talking about the in between the chain activity. I'm going to dig into this one more. And, and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they're going to launch on Kronos. How many chains are they on? What the fuck? No, dude, they're on like twelve chains. They're on like other holy chains. shit. You know, Look at that! Oh, even Moon River. Remember, we looked at Moon River yeah, like when yeah. we first started the show, yeah. and we've we've done a little degen action on Kronos. Nice. Ah, well, ambitious. I like that. Well, you know, I mean, do they have a bridge on there? That's one thing I was curious about. Do they? Have Don't a see it. Bridge. Um, they really should. But because whatever. what I want to see, and again, I'm just this is a first look here. I really want to see a way where you can come into something and you're going to vault or you're going to farm or you're going to do whatever, like on say this firebird, but then you see the prices on every single chain at once. Yeah. And so, or it AMMs and, or it, it, it picks all the, uh, the best prices. Top, and the best, that's Well, that's Dex Guru. Dex.Guru does that. Matcha does that, but not as many chains. Dex.Guru is the most cross chain best interface I've seen for cross chain pricing. Mm. Um, um, but they need to enable cross-chain trading and bridging, which is I'm hoping I'm hopeful they do. Um, that's awesome. Hey, Joe, uh, I had uh, several messages. Uh, I, I, I had several messages from um, people after we talked about our uh, 
Olympus Dow fork slash uh, accelerator funding mechanism. Right. Uh, where we talked about the idea of um, what's the word? Not piling on follow on being a follow on fund, right? Right. Where uh, incubators, launch pads, funds that we trust uh, to do a good job um, will um, will uh, have our DAO that actually partners with some of those and automatically invests in them. But I had another idea, and you and I have talked about this before. That is, we take some of the projects and we bring them on the show and we grill them. Yeah, like right? that red team, basically, red team them or you know, uh, dogs in a dog pound kind of thing. <laughs> okay. There's a new dog. Let's go get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I think we just take our, look, nice you, and I, you and I are, you and I have been in this. My son today sent me a text message. said, dad, how old are you again? 39, I said, son, 39. I said, <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm as older. What did I say to him? Something clever. Cause I'm old clever enough to know I, better than to answer that question. Yeah. No, I said, uh, Younger I than said, I'm as old as a mountain stream and as a young as a newly blossoming lily. And he's like oh, laughing my ass off. Dad, how the fuck old are you? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's when you say younger than your mother. And that'll shut up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think you and I, having been in the startup tech and finance space as long as we have, um, are pretty good judges of, hey, thanks, no horns, no tail. Enjoy your day, buddy. He said he got to get back to yeah. work. He'll see us tomorrow. Um, have uh, the experience to kind of augment what we're doing here and really grill projects uh, prior to a community vote on projects that aren't necessarily funded um, with one of our uh, follow-on partners, right? So we could have an open pitch, right? And the community kind of screens them brings the ones that they think have the most potential and we get them on here and we interview them for an hour, hour and a half. We have them do their pitch and then we kind of run through, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, we're trying to tear them apart. It can be more like, Hey, we want to help you. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's promise here. Um, let's see how adaptive to change are they? What things are they considering? Um, you know, we've just been doing this for so long, advising and guiding and building so many companies. I think it would be a really cool idea. No, that'd be a lot of fun. I like that because, I mean, I was joking about dogs in a dog pound kind of thing. No, but that kind of sounds fun too. Yeah, but we used to do that <laughs> when I was advising a, a company in D.C. that was sort of um, during the dot-com days and, you know, for new hires. I mean, right. When new hires came in, the interview, I mean, they were just attacked. Yeah, It was yeah. like all the senior developers are in there. This is in, in, in real world stuff. This isn't, wasn't, you know, over, um, you know, Zoom or something. And, right. you know, and then you kind of see who can take it. And who can't? I mean, yeah. I don't want to say it was a hazing culture, but it was. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know who they hired mostly. Who? You know, fuck, I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm just gonna name a school, but you know, Harvard philosophy majors, and they hired people outside of uh, technical disciplines that were smart that they could teach how to code and things. Nice. Like that. So it was more about how you know could you fend off arguments? Were you defensive or were you able to parry and and bring forward a new thought you know it was all about what type of person is this versus you know how fast can i do this they were kind of like hackathons for not hackers basically right but back then everybody wasn't a developer 
you know, um, now like everybody coming out of high school pretty much knows how to code. It seems like, um, or maybe I'm exaggerating, but it sure yeah. seems like they do. Um, so I think what we're saying is that we would point out areas of deficiencies in what you're talking about, bring other strategies to the table, talk about competition, you know, who is it, what are they doing? How are you better? Uh, talk about, you know, how, are you able to change? Are you able to pivot? Right. You, can you follow the breadcrumbs? You know, all the things that, you know, I mean, how many deals have you ever done where you actually ended up, uh, you know, startups where you actually ended up at the same place you started? You know, people yep. don't get there, you know, people no. run into brick walls, yep. uh, IP, you know, all kinds of money, all kinds of issues that you have to be prepared to change on the fly um, to stay alive. And then it becomes, are you, can you stay alive or not? So execution. exactly all the things that, you know, I didn't know when I was younger, um, but now I sort of have a filter that I use to, to go through to evaluate the people. Yeah, um, that would be great. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, I got to wrap up, man. Yep, me too, man. Good show for us having nothing at the beginning. Um, <laughs> that was, well, I know if we got started on genetics, we'd be all right. That's cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, I guess, yeah, genomes, Dow, I love it. So, um, you know, I'm going in. Um, life Dow, um, yeah, I'm probably going to sit that one out, um, but... I think it's a degen play. I think maybe somebody goes in and hangs for five days. You come out with money and, and sell yeah. it. Um, they got a current index of 19.74 already. TVL of 11 million. I mean, the APY is kind of scary, but, um, <laughs> you know, as in slightly, you know, I mean, I love seeing it, but, you know, I don't think it's going to calculate that way for some reason. I may plop a hundred bucks in there. Just see. Yeah, what I'm thinking happen. it's like a degen play, you know? Yeah. Though. Yeah. I mean, just for shits not, and giggles. It's not the level of snow dog degen. Yeah. It's the level of let's just throw in 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. See what happens. Exactly. Um, and Firebird, I'm going to do a deeper look at myself. Yeah. It looks like a nice platform. Yeah. I really like everything I see here so far and I'm ready to dump my, IDEX airdrops and all of that. To, yeah, kind of tired of that one already. Um, but uh, you know, just because it hey, was that great. Uh, that uh, that uh, that WMO buy time buy the I did the other day while the Senate hearing was going on and everybody was yeah. flipping the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Uh, hold on. So up eighteen percent today. Good. What is time yeah. at right now? Uh, I'm looking at WMO right now, which is at $92,257, which is what I bought. I didn't actually buy time, but I bought the WMO. So hmm. I'm pleased yeah. with that. I'm pleased yeah, with that I, run in about 48 hours. Yeah, I got to go. Ex-wife calling me. Um, <laughs> she still has control. Oh, no, no. Think, don't think you ever get away. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. If you're be a decent dad to your kids. You got to Yeah. No, nah, you got to so. still partner with them, definitely. Yeah. So, Have a great you know. day everybody. Thanks for watching. Please rate, review, subscribe to us on YouTube or your favorite podcast app and please ratings and reviews and share and tweet whatever you like. Um anything you can do helps us grow our audience and push forward DeFi. So, thanks very Excellent. much. Thanks everyone. Have a, See have you guys a good tomorrow. One. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.